0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Just Browsing Podcast. I'm your co-host, Zach, back again with Matt today. And uh, we're back for the first time in a couple weeks. Um, Had a little hiatus there. Um, But we are back talking about another fun topic that we have covered in the past, artificial intelligence. Um, So if you have been a long-time listener or if you're just tuning in, you can go back and check out our previous episodes. I think we have actually done at least one episode on artificial intelligence, and then we did two simulation theory episodes, which are the basis of that whole idea and topic is artificial intelligence. Right. So, I mean, you could count those as well. So, we've definitely done quite a bit of artificial intelligence talk. Um, last time, we were talking about aliens. Um, and if you listen to our last episode about aliens, one of the things that you know I kind of brought up and one of the reasons why Matt and I wanted to cover aliens and then artificial intelligence again Is because I think since we've done our last episodes on aliens and on artificial intelligence, there's been a lot of buzz in the news about both of those topics. Just with, you know, all of the Pentagon UFO stuff that's happened that we talked about last episode. And then also about like chat GPT and all this kind of stuff that's come out here recently, which I kind of wanted to dive into a little bit on this episode with artificial intelligence. So I don't know where this conversation is going to go. I don't know like how far-fetched and big-brained we're going to get on it or more of just kind of like talking over the current events sort of topics, but I think I wanted to dedicate a whole episode to it. So
1: I kind of think the big brain's going to come. I can't remember what the name of the movie is. The Creator. The Creator. Yeah. So when The Creator yeah. comes out and I think it comes out in October, September or October. Yeah. Um I think we're going to do like a I think we'll do the Big Brain after that movie because I think that movie is going to kind of encapsulate everything that we'll want to talk about as far as the possibilities of the future of AI and the outcomes of it and not necessarily the artificial intelligence we have now at least in my opinion isn't necessarily like I guess you could say it's groundbreaking because it's it is a supercomputer but it hasn't done anything that I'm sitting here going like wow I'm actually like nervous about that Um, so
0: Real quick, too, just for the listeners. The the movie that Matt's talking about is called The Creator. It's uh, an upcoming release. It looks like um, theater release date is going to be September 29th, so coming out here in really just a couple months. The um, description, uh, it says, Described as a post-apocalyptic thriller involving a future impacted by a war between humans and AI. And the trailer is online now. You can go look it up. It's actually a really cool-looking trailer. Um, The director is Gareth Edwards, who did Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm a big fan of that movie. And the main star is John David Washington, who is uh, Denzel's kid, who's been in, you know, like Tenet, the Christopher Nolan movie. He was in Ballers on HBO. He's been in a bunch of stuff. So it looks pretty exciting. Um, And Matt and I are very excited to go see that. So, yeah, I think later this year we're going to go see that movie and then, Probably immediately afterwards post a, an episode talking about that movie and artificial intelligence. Because right. like and I said, I think that,
1: that's sure. going to encapsulate more the big brain of like what people think AI could end up doing. Yeah. Whereas right now, like I said, in my opinion, I don't think AI is doing anything. I'm sitting here going like, wow, that's so cool. It's a supercomputer that's just has instant access to this data that we've uploaded. If the data isn't there on the web that it can't, you know, mine and find, then it, it w- wouldn't be able to do anything. So it's like, you know, I don't know if I haven't, I need to mess around in chat GBT and stuff like that. I need to start yeah. kind of dabbling yeah. in it because I hear there's some really cool things you can do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily be like, I mean, it's been around. I think people said it's been around for 10, 15 years already. We're just kind of, now finding the more that they've fine-tuned it enough to where it's like hey we can release this i mean because if you think about it siri was one of the best you know ais out there and that's
0: siri's been in the iphones and, for and, quite a while right
1: so yeah. you, like if you think about it you could ask siri anything and she would bring results to you should we do this hey siri
0: how long have you existed she said, I'm not sure, I understand. <laughs> okay, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> that was a that wasn't a very cool experiment. Um, no, but I, I think what you bring up is a good starting point, and it's kind of where I wanted to make our little entry point into this discussion for today. So I was doing some reading, and one of the things that I want to do, and I kind of wanted to do before this episode, but I'm still going to do after this is kind of mess around and chat GPT, kind of like you were saying. Um real quick little like uh sidebar I was at a wedding for one of my cousins recently and I was sitting at the table during the dinner portion of it um, and one of my other cousins was talking to me about chat GPT. and until that moment I had only ever just like read articles about it and seen right. people talk about it on podcasts and stuff. Never used it, never seen anyone use it, nothing like that. So he was talking about using it in school. He's in school right now and he was using it to like write essays for him and all this kind of stuff and I was like, so uh, he, he was
1: using it to falsify the knowledge that he does not have.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yes, that's exactly what was going on. So I was that aside. I'm like, I'm not your mom or one of your teachers. Right, do yeah, whatever yeah, you yeah. want. Like, I I don't think you should do that. But you know, it is. I mean, we all use SparkNotes. <laughs> <which is laughs> right. Yeah. I was going to say version. You're just of doing you're it. using a more advanced version of tools that I used probably right. at some point or another when I was in school. So I was like, well, can you like? How do you use it? Like, can you tell me how it works and all that kind of stuff? He's like, Oh yeah, no, no problem. He just pulls it up on his phone because I don't know if there's an app for it yet. There might be an app. I can't remember, but you just go to like it's OpenAI right. is the name of the company that makes ChatGPT. So for anyone who doesn't know, if you can ju- if you just Google OpenAI ChatGPT, you'll find all the info you want on Google about it. I was reading some more about it this morning, but essentially, you go to like this website, and what this. What chat GPT essentially is, from what I've gleaned, is just a large language learning model, Mm -hmm. basically, is kind of what they refer to it as. And I think one of the things that they have given as a disclaimer, one of the main problems with it is, like, the information that it's pulling from when you're asking it questions is only up to date as of 2021. So, like, it's not as accurate as, like, a Google search result if you did it today. So, like, they gave the example, if you looked up... Who won the Super Bowl in 2022? Chad GBT doesn't know that answer because it only like, has I info up to 2021. I can guess that
1: it was a team in the NFL, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yep, nope. hey, I guess it's, you're not wrong. You're so. not wrong.
0: <laughs> um, so just knowing that aside, from 2021 going back, it essentially has access to all of the information that's been put on the internet is right. from what I understand. So, so it has
1: kind of Google's capabilities. Just yeah, pretty much. And, it and, does the search by itself. Yeah,
0: and and what it really is, and so this is another thing I didn't actually know either. It's the reason why you're hearing so much about it right now is in November of 2022. So November of last year, they released the free version to the public, and right now they're still in like this almost like a beta testing phase because they're still like working on it. Right. And to improve something like this, you need more human interaction and more input. So the more input, more human interaction it has, the better it gets, all that kind of stuff, right?
1: Also, the more they're adding to their algorithm because the more questions you ask it, the more it can bank its answers. Yes, exactly.
0: So um, just knowing that, which is all kind of stuff that I wasn't really – like I didn't really know that until reading into it a little bit. But um, so basically it works as sort of a – really advanced chat bot and i think most people listening to this have probably had at some point in recent years interactions with like a, some sort of customer service chat bot or something yeah, if you had you go to any website and or you, whatever yeah you
1: go to hey like chat for customer go, help and question. then it's like yeah, hey my yeah. name is alfonso and yeah. i am the chat bot to help True. you right, today and right. you're like
0: great yeah and so it, it usually ends up you know i think for most people it ends up being like you tell it, can I talk to a fucking person, please? (laughs) Because you're like, this is getting me
1: nowhere. One moment, please.
0: (laughs) Like, can you put a human on the phone? That would be great. Um, So anyway, ChatGPT is essentially a super advanced version of one of those. And so my cousin was showing me, he goes, I was like, so what do you use it for? And he goes, okay, well, take this for instance. He's like, I think he said his favorite author is Harlan Coben. I've never read any Harlan Coben. I don't know how his his, – novels read I don't know like you know I couldn't read you some text and be like oh that sounds like Harlan Coben whereas like I probably could with like Stephen King or something so anyway he's like my favorite author is Harlan Coben so say I have an assignment in school where it's like write an essay on whatever pick some random topic like you know like uh, I don't know the Russia Ukraine war or something right he can give it a prompt and say ChatGPT, he, he can give ChatGPT a prompt and say like, write me a short essay of, you know, it's like X amount of words or less of the Russia-Ukraine war in the style of Harlan Coben. And so basically what ChatGPT does is it like, I guess how it works is like there are digital versions of Harlan Coben's previous novels and articles and anything he's written that have been uploaded Right online so that it's now indexing and going to I grab. Mean, and then it basically what happens, he showed it to me on his phone, instantaneously spits out like a five hundred word essay about the Russia Ukraine war or whatever topic in the style and vernacular of whatever author right. or whatever personality you want to plug in. And I was like, that's pretty fucking incredible. I it's it kind of like put into perspective for the first time what something like that is capable of and i think to your point i think your rationale for not freaking out too much about it is is relatively justified up to this point because really all it's doing is indexing the knowledge that's on the internet as uh, all the way up to 2021 it's just doing it incredibly quickly it's, it's, it's the, the same thing it's any, the same thing, any any thing any as us going to do. google and right. googling shit right. and then like, learning
1: how to just write an essay yes, it's, it's the same yes. shit that we did we used google we found sources. Right. We wrote it. It's just doing everything, and it's doing right. it fast.
0: And so, the comparison that I kind of make in my head is like, you know how when, when we were in school and we had English class or history class, you had to write a paper, or whatever, with our hands, and you had to do research for it, right? You had to find your sources. You had to find three to five sources or whatever. You know, I, I'm sure you heard this from your parents. I heard the same thing. It was like, you know, back in my day, if I had to, ha- if I had to find three to five sources for a paper, I had to go to the library. Yeah search the section of the topic that I was writing my paper on and check out books on it and read through the books, find the info I needed and use those for my paper. And then, you know, either handwrite it or type it up on a typewriter or whatever. Right. Well, so then to them, they were like, oh, you can just get on your computer and Google all of your sources and it happens this quickly. You have all your sources, you just pull copy and paste stuff out. You're like, oh, I I found my sources, I found the info I need, I just start writing my paper. It's so much faster. You're essentially doing the same task. You're just doing it far more quickly because I can find the piece of text with that quote from that right. person that I need in two minutes of Google searching. Whereas if I had to drive to the library and go find the right book. And hope that it's flip there. Flip through the book. Try and find the quote on the right page. It just It's obviously much faster. So this is kind of the same equivalent of that. Whereas like kids who are writing a paper now – can just like have it honestly they don't even have to try to write the well, paper if so they really if you want to be like a super cheater you could just be like oh my assignment is a 3 to 5 page paper on the russia ukraine war i just tell chat gpt give me a 3 so to 5 page paper it just spits it out instantaneously right. and you could just turn that in now there there are some disclaimers i was reading where like i guess there are some flags you can kind of look at to see if maybe the content that you're reading it was generated by ai i guess obviously the uh the data being only up to 2021 is a huge factor depending on what you're trying to get it to spit right. out i mean if you were to do the um, Russia
1: ukraine war all of right. a sudden you'd be looking at they'd be it's like well pretty outdated info now it's at this the, point. the yeah. what is it 2015 or 16 war in crimea and then yeah. the professor would be like mm, <laughs> i see.
0: yeah so it's that's obviously a huge factor i guess they said politeness is a is a weird thing that you can notice it like what it spits out is like uber polite, and it's and not a, in the words of a, like a human being, right? And it's I guess obviously it can't um, it can't mimic or create sarcasm or irony or anything like or that. Emotion, that kinda, right, the emotion into the paper, yeah, like because obviously you read a paper written by a human, you can read a sarcastic sentence and understand oh they're being sarcastic right. here. It doesn't have a, a, the concept of sarcasm, right? It can't like spit that out, right? Or if it does try and replicate it, it ends up sounding weird because it's coming from not, right, not find, a person. It, it right? finds a joke that someone yeah, posts and like tries to like jumble it around and make it fit this thing, so it ends up sounding kind of weird. So I guess there are um, there are like different. What was funny is like. This is a big issue for schools, obviously, because they're worried about kids just turning in papers that are completely generated by AI. think
1: about the future of society. If these, like, we had to research. We had to look at it and then type up our papers or actually handwrite them and turn them in. If I can give a prompt to something and it it, spits out out a paper and I don't proofread or anything, one, how do I know that the sources I'm getting it from are valid? You know, Well, we were told pretty much on every paper, Wikipedia is not a source. Right, right how do I know that chat isn't just going to all the Wikipedia pages and right. pulling that shit down? Like yeah. does does chat go, this is your, all the articles I looked through and pulled info from, or is it just like, here's your thing? Because if that's the case, it goes, well, wait a second, this is all fucking fake. And then you're like, Oh, it's because it's, right. you get, you know, it's coming from a, a in the, in the terms of the Russian Ukraine war. Oh, this is coming from a Russian news source. Right. This is fr- coming from a Ukrainian news source. And they're both saying the same thing about how they're both winning. And it's like, well, wait a second. You can't have two sides winning a war. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of a war where both sides won. And it's like, so who's who, who's finding the right information? And how how are we validating that this stuff mm-hmm. is correct? I could go online and make a database and just put in a bunch of bullshit. And someone goes and, you know uses my information. And then all of a sudden it's just like, well, wait a second. I don't know where this number is coming from. When did the earth only have like 13 people on it in the year (laughs) 2023? And it's like, well, it doesn't, but I put that online and chat GPT pulled it because is chat GPT smart enough to decipher the truth from, you know, false. And it's like, well, no, there's no way. I mean, even a lot of us, we don't know what the fuck the truth actually is, Mm -hmm. but it's like, It's just pulling information. It just goes off your prompt, searches from keywords, pulls articles, and just throws that shit into an essay. Like you said, a polite essay that's not going to show the raw emotions of a human. Right. And it's like, one, yeah, it's going to be the... Instead of being a society that moves forward, we're going to be a society that goes back a a whole generation.
0: Well, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because that's... Not only one of the concerns of schools being, you know, kids turning in basically plagiarized papers that are generated by AI, which are grabbing from already previously published material, because that's obviously that's been a concern with. You know, that was a concern p- with us. I was going to say when we were in school with when kids with kids turning in papers that were largely plagiarized. But that's why they we had could, to cite our sources. Yeah, they could run it through some sort of software, and it would say this came back twelve percent plagiarized right. or eighty-six percent plagiarized. And obviously, if it comes back past a certain percentage, they're like. No, no, no! You got to write this again because you just fucking you know copy paste. You copy pasted someone else's work. Periods so the commas. That's obviously a concern. And then the other, well, and one thing I wanted to add there too. It's so funny. I was reading. I was like, okay, well, what are the what are the schools trying to do to combat that? Right? Because how how are you supposed to know out of all these papers that have been turned in which ones were generated by AI and which ones weren't? Aside the fact from reading through them and being like, this doesn't sound like a human wrote this. Like it's you know, it sounds robotic, sounds kind of weird. One of the things they were saying is, I guess there's some software you can run the papers through that will try and same thing for the plagiarism thing. I don't know another
1: AI software that just goes and checks what AIs have already made. That's what I was going to say.
0: So the funniest part is. OpenAI, the company who makes ChatGPT, also makes a software that will scan to try and detect if papers are generated by AI. I'm like, oh, okay. So why we're trusting not? the company that made the AI who generated the paper to check and see if the paper was generated by AI. Like, come on, guys, what are we doing here? Well, like,
1: I mean, but think about that's how society fucking works. It's like, what is your company doing? Like, we cause cancer. And It's like, well, wait a second. Don't you guys also have cancer don't fighting you make, drugs yeah, and cancer like,
0: vaccines
1: or whatever? Yeah. Hey, that's why we're fucking. That's doing why we're doing, business doing really it's good. Like, yeah. Bro, this this doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I, I know why it makes sense, but like at the end of the day, it's like yeah, it's it doesn't make really sense. It's really ridiculous. Yeah. So that I thought was pretty funny. But the other
0: thing that I think the schools are really concerned about, which is what you just brought up, and it's basically you know, there has been a concern even when we were in school of, you know, students Stupid people. getting lazy and getting dumber because they're not because of the tools that the technology now gives you, they're not having to learn how to properly learn grammar and write papers and learn sentence structure and story structure, right. edit, don't even, all of those these of things. These generations right now so, don't
1: even know how to read cursive.
0: They're like, are those hieroglyphics? And it's like... So, yeah. So oh. that's a perfect example right there. So the concern now is, well, what if it gets to a point where chat GBT is so good, it can spit out papers that are indiscernible Idiocracy. from a paper written by a human. And so what's stopping a kid from just being like, well, I don't want to spend all weekend writing this 10 page paper. I'm just going to ask ChatGPT to do it. I know my teachers won't be able to tell the difference. I'll probably get a pretty decent grade. Now I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Like Idiocracy.
1: fuck democracy. And so they're, yeah.
0: So they're worried about this regression in intelligence and education, essentially of people just being like, we've put in absolutely zero effort. We're not learning anything. You know, we're never improving our skills and so it's very, very fascinating. And that's just one area. You know, education, schools is just one area that this is going to affect. The other thing that I was going to bring up, and I sent myself a bunch of articles just for reference, um, but I'm sure you've seen a ton of headlines about this. I think everyone has. The Writers Guild and the Screen Actors Guild in Hollywood are both on strike now. The WGA, I think, has been on strike since May. And then I think some point mid July is when the Actors Guild basically joined them. Um, and so the writers, the main concern for the writers in Hollywood is basically that the studios are going to utilize tools like Chat GPT and more advanced versions of them in the future to basically make screenwriters irrelevant and just run, you know, give AI a prompt for a movie, and it just spits out a script instantaneously. They don't have to pay any writer to come up with that script. And they right. just produce a movie based on a script generated by AI, right? Sounds not great. If you're you know, a consumer of movies, you're like, that can't be... It's not going to make good movies. It's going to be right. fucking weird. Because you going to take the whole you know, human take, take emotion take out of, of it. Take all of the human... Yeah, the human emotion out of what makes movies really good. What makes the difference between like just a bad movie and like a really touching or really amazing right. movie. So... Writers are justifiably terrified because it, it also coincides with a bunch of other topics that are being thrown around right now where, like, obviously, the the that's just one of the things that the WGA, the Writers Guild, is striking on against the studios and the studio producers. Um, the other main concern and what has been for years is... Streaming services and how streaming services has totally upended how things work in Hollywood. You know, traditionally it was like...
1: They get royalties for movies.
0: movies and TV shows were produced on cable networks. They would get royalties for reruns and syndication and all this kind of stuff. And now in the streaming era where so much content is produced on streaming services and these streaming services are notoriously, especially Netflix, notoriously very vague and opaque about what the data actually shows as to how many people are watching these things how much they're getting streamed, how much money those things are actually generating for things like Netflix, HBO Max, all this kind of stuff. So the actors and the writers are now being like, we need more transparency into behind the scenes of the numbers of like, we need to be paid fairly based on how much money these things are generating for you, but you're hiding all of this data, right? right?" Obviously, our episode here is not... Based on that whole discussion, that's a different topic. But the say, AI thing, different. the AI thing plays a part into well, that. And where the Actors Guild comes in is, and this is where it connects to AI. So there's obviously the Chat GPT writing and language part of this whole argument of AI. Right.
1: The the public part of yeah. what yeah. And you then the
0: other part for the actors, the reason why the actors are concerned, because obviously the actors aren't the ones writing the screenplays, they're stealing and making their face their money and off voice, off of it. And, yes. and using so. It especially for background actors. Now, not necessarily people like George Clooney or Leonardo DiCaprio or Tom Hanks, but background actors who don't make a ton of money. They're in a lot of different movies, but they're just in the background walking by or they're in a diner or whatever while you're watching the main characters. They're just kind of in the background. They make their bread and butter, their money, off of doing a bunch of that work and maybe having one line or maybe not even one line at all, just like walking past the screen or something. Well what's terrifying them right now and why they're on strike is the studios are now basically, and this is already happening. Apparently they're not just threatening to do this. This is already happening is apparently they are scanning. They're using this AI technology to scan these background actors faces and their likeness and basically pay them either nothing or pennies on the dollar to then use their likeness in background shots in perpetuity. So basically forever. And so, I mean, how would if you think about it, it's like how would you feel if some technology came along that basically stole all of the things that you do, all the man hours that you do for work? Your company was just like, well, we actually have this technology that can do everything you do. We we can spend next to nothing well, developing it. We don't have to pay you anything. Now we're going to fire you and use this to do your job in perpetuity. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's the terrifying thing. I think is is. The and again, this this goes into the whole concept of like corporations and capitalism, and but it, it touches a lot of different topics. But the main concern is like, you know, these corporations, their whole purpose of money. their existence is their bottom dollar and their money. And if they can use this technology to basically not pay human employees, they're going to. And I think well, that's why the unions are striking.
1: Well, and people have come out to go away from Hollywood. People have come out and they're like, "What can't." An AI do that you can do, and you're like, well, it can't punch at the computer monitor. Huh? It can't answer a phone call and have a conversation with a person. So it's like, there's certain things we can't get away from. But they're like, yeah, but if you're a bank teller, why do you need to be there? An ATM is pretty much an AI that does the exact yeah, same yeah. thing as a bank teller. Mm-hmm. If you you can make a more sophisticated ATM. And it's gonna, you don't need bank tellers anymore.
0: I mean, we're already to the point where I barely have to go to the bank. There is very, very rarely right. an occasion where I need to physically go talk to a bank teller.
1: Right. But it becomes one of those things you start to think, well, if we could get rid of, like there's a McDonald's that got rid of all of its employees and everything yeah. is machinery. Fully automated. Think yeah. of the automobile industry. Mm-hmm. They went away from the assembly line. Well, they it's still the assembly line, they but just it's just a, a shitload yeah. of fucking machines right. and not people. Mm-hmm. And think how many people got fired because of that. Yep. So if you didn't know how to maintain the machines, you were someone, you know, tightening bolts and shit, you didn't have a job. Because mm-hmm. they are like, we don't have to, we, we maintenance this twice a year. Right. And it costs less to maintenance it than your salary did, and we were mm-hmm. paying you dog shit fucking salary.
0: Yeah, so we're just going to cut you out. So now that, we're
1: yeah. making an extra 20000 a year mm-hmm. by just, getting rid of one person and now if we get rid of a hundred of you in the factory however many workers we fucking are making that much more money and it's like yeah you know and i've talked with my boss because i'm in the coding industry like yeah well uh, i
0: kind of wanted to ask you about it a little bit because this i think one of the main industries and occupations that have been cited as like in danger of this sort of AI technology is software engineers and coders and stuff like that. So,
1: right. So if you do cybersecurity, your job is becoming more and more safe because it's an industry that with AI and the involvement of it, you need to have stronger cybersecurity because if ChatGPT, and this is where I said, I'm not worried about chat GPT right now because I can't go on and be like hack the Pentagon or whatever. Right. Cause it's probably going to go, well, I can't do that. And it's like, well, why not? If you're this fucking genius AI, why can't you find the loophole and get me into Pentagon files? And it's like, well, they probably have specific backend coding that's like, if any of these questions are brought up, we have to res- just an auto response comes pushed out and that nothing can be furthered on this topic. So if you're a cybersecurity, you're always trying to make sure that loophole is covered no matter what the loophole might be because... Let's be real. There's back doors everywhere. I yeah. mean, we just found out that China's been busting through, um, I think it was like five states were impacted. I think it was Thursday or Friday by a cyber attack, shutting hospitals down. Oh, yeah. I saw a headline about that. Yeah. And I'm like, if you can set up a, a an AI bot that just runs interference like that, you can send a whole country into a fucking disarray. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not too worried about that yet because I don't think there's anything... I- someone might have a software out there that can do that, but not on like a global level to where it's going to impact the government. But it's like stuff like that. Like my job. Yeah. Someone could easily code something into chat GPT to search our databases for what I need and then just copy paste things and mm-hmm. bada bing, bada boom. But I, and I don't think anyone I work with uh, listens to this, but I put fail safes in a lot of my stuff to where a human has to be present to make an update.
0: So I think this is interesting because I get your point of like, yeah, I'm not super concerned right now just because of the current capabilities as we understand them of all these different AI um, softwares. I think what's so scary and I think what's really made me – take a a real second look at this is I think for the first time since I've been interested in AI because I've been interested in AI movies and shit like that for a really long time and it's fun to talk about and simulation theory and yada 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 I think for the first time it seems like we've taken the first step towards like you know the ultimate dystopian sci-fi version of what artificial intelligence might become right so it's like Up until this point, it seems to have all been kind of like make-believe and fantasy and just stuff you see in sci-fi movies. Whereas like now, and like what really hit me, the story I was talking about of being at my cousin's wedding and my other cousin pulling up ChatGPT and he just spits out this essay written in this author that he likes, you know, vernacular. I was like, this is actually kind of scary because yeah, this software right now has limitations, but this is the first step right? Like obviously the equivalent would be like, you know, those big giant TVs with the huge backs that used to weigh like 200 pounds that people would have in their houses all the way to like the little flat screen TVs that you now have like bolted into your wall, right? Like there's an evolution of the technology and it's going to get better and better and better. And I think the really cons- the real concern that everyone has is what happens when, because I think the threshold is is out there somewhere. No one knows for sure where it is, but there is a threshold at some point of which artificial intelligence is really going to truly gain sentience, and it's going to be thinking and making actions of its own volition. And I think that's the scary part, is when it's like, okay, what is this technology that we created that used to only be maybe a super advanced search engine or a large language learning model? What happens when that Starts thinking for its own and making adaptions and changes, and what is it going to do? You know, I think that's the terrifying. What's it going to be capable of once it decides what it wants to do? You See, know,
1: I'm still not super, I'm not really bought in on that concept that AI will ever be sentient because the way I look at it is, I mean, going back to like your TV analogy. We have flat screens, but we've also had flat screens for the past 15 years, probably. So, what's evolved in it? It's just, well, small little things of technology. We had flat screens with HD. Now we're in 4K Ultra HD. But it's like, so you're telling me we went from flat screens to HD to 4K Ultra HD. Obviously, other iterations throughout the jumps. But nothing with my TV's changed. Okay, I can put apps on it. That's not like a, a groundbreaking change, right? A, a cell phone. The functions of cell phones from the time they were, what is it, the late 80s when cell phones, maybe earlier than that. The 70s, there might have been cell phones, but they were fucking like bricks. Yeah, those big car phone things. So we added texting, and now we've added mini computers to our hands. But it's like the concept and the working capabilities of your cell phone really haven't changed as far as... Like, phone calls haven't changed. Yeah, we can video call. By the way, just real quick topic. I really am... I've, I've been trying to figure this out for years, and maybe I'm just really dumb. But the fact that I can sit here and film myself and send the video to you, like a live video, still boggles my mind when we're not connected via something. It's like, What how, do you mean
0: if you're like live on Instagram? Is that what you're talking about? Like, if,
1: if me and you were FaceTiming, and you're at your house and I'm here... <clears throat> I, it just like bends my mind and sometimes I'm just like, I don't care how it happens because it's happening. You're talking about FaceTime, basically. Yeah. Okay. But how is my phone able to send my face to you in your house or my brother down in Houston? Like, how is it doing? Is it breaking up the signal in a shitload of particles and just flying through walls <laughs> and people and like going the fucking I, light I really speed to I Houston really and getting in there in like a live image? Yeah. Like it's one of those no things idea. I sit there and I'm like, how... Like, how does this shit work? And people are like, well, it's like radio waves. And I'm like, but that's the thing. If it's radio waves, you don't get radio when you're in a canyon because the, the yeah. fucking radio waves can't get down there. And it's like, well, how the fuck does a cell phone work? Because if you're in the same canyon, you can't get cell service. I, I, I think about this kind of stuff. I'm so glad you brought that up
0: because I think about this kind of stuff all the time. And I think right. there's so much technology that we use in our day-to-day lives
1: that we just, that take no for granted. One,
0: yeah, we just totally take for granted. They're like, oh, it just works. And everyone's like... You know, most people are like, well, how? And it's like, how many people in the world can really sit down and explain to you, like, how a computer works or how a phone works, like, and FaceTime and all of that? It's just like, we just kind of use this stuff and just take for granted the fact that it
1: works, but it's basically magic. Oh, I have a cell phone tower a mile away that emits a signal. Okay, well, what's it emitting (laughs) that's allowing my phone to then FaceTime someone down in Texas? yeah, Yeah, And how is my face being transferred and they're like, well, you see. And I'm like, no, I don't fucking see because it doesn't make any logical sense when you think well, about it.
0: So have you ever heard of the comedian Nate Bargazzi
1: mm, I would have to see like a skit or something. I, I haven't
0: seen any of his actual full stand-up specials yet, but I've seen clips of him. He's very, very funny, but he has a really good bit about like time traveling to the past and about he would thinks he would just do worse off in the past than he would now because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but he was talking about trying to explain like the concept of like phones and cell phones and the internet to people in the past. And I think about that all the time because like you really would get yourself in a corner very quickly. If you were just like, like if you were somehow to time travel back a hundred years ago with an iPhone 12 in your pocket and you were trying to explain to people back then what it is and how it works, you're fucked. Like you and I, just the regular layman person how are you going to even begin to describe? Because the minute they start asking any sorts of questions, you're just like, I, I don't know how it works. It just does. Listen, I, 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 I know. I, have I push no the clue, buttons. Yeah.
1: But when you, if you live another 115 years, you'll find out. Yeah. Well, maybe not, because you, you probably, yeah.
0: Because like, there's so many assumptions that you have to take, take for granted to understand the bottom line concept. Like, think about it. If we just were trying to have that conversation, if someone's like, well, what is that? You're like, it's a cell phone. They're like, it's well, what's a cell phone? Glass, you're like, well, it's, it's gold, a, it's a portable it's phone, and they're like, okay, well, what's a phone? And you're like, well, so at some point we're going to have these devices where I can call you, and you can, you and I don't have to be in the same location, and we can put these earpieces to our ears, and you and I can have a conversation. Right. We we could be fifty miles apart. At we could be point, across the country. Whatever. We'll be able
1: to talk to Europe. And, and then, then so like, they go. Well, how does that
0: work? And you're like, I don't even know.
1: <laughs> well, back then it went through a line, so you can right, be like, right, there's right. at least there's going to be wires that are connected. Yeah. These things called wires.
0: Yeah, and they're like, okay, well, what? How, how do you make a wire? And You're like, well, pfft,
1: with copper no idea. and other <laughs>
0: metals and shit. There's there's going to be so much of it of like the follow up questions. You're just like, I have honestly I have no idea, dude. It, like, but, let alone trying explain trying to explain to them like, okay, so like. The internet and like oh, yeah. a, a search engine and FaceTime, they're gonna be like, "What are you talking about?" Or like, a I, nuclear bomb. And I don't know like, how any enough. of it works. I just use it all day long, every day. Couldn't explain to you how it works. Right. But I mean, I guess if you think about it, that's kind of the same thing of like going back all the way to when like the first motor vehicles were invented. Right. Most people who use motor vehicles have no idea how it actually works. Right? They just get in it and they use it. They just drive it. They know how to
1: operate it. Because knowing how it works and why it works. It doesn't necessarily become like... It's not a necessity to my life to know how or why this works. Right, right. I just use it because You're just
0: like, I know what it does and I know how to use
1: it. If none of us had cell phones because none of us knew how they worked, only the people that knew how it worked, it wouldn't matter because there would be 10 people that have them. But but going back to the AI conversation with like the TVs and, and phones and shit, I think AI can only evolve as far as humans can evolve. So I don't think...
0: So you don't – I think we've had this conversation before, but you don't think there's ever going to be a point where it, like, becomes its own free-thinking Not thing? Not
1: in our lifetime. I don't think in our lifetime or our children's lifetime, AI will ever become really? a free-thinking um, – But do you think it'll happen at some point? That some point just might I mean, be, like, hundreds of years from now? I mean, you can't rule it out, right? Like, yeah. at some point, is the Earth going to implode or get hit by an asteroid? Probably. I don't fucking know. Like – yeah. But it's one of those things... But what do you think? Do you think it's ever going to happen? I would say no. I would say we're more likely... The human race is more likely going to... Because here's the thing. And I think about it in like a different way. I'm not like, well, there's going to be someone that evolves this into a robot, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, if we ever get to a point where AI is so um, evolved, that means that we're going to be able to get into the Pentagon and we're going to be able to get into Moscow. And, and all of a sudden it's just going to go, what's this red button? And then all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a second, who's shooting nukes at who? And it's like, well, no, no one's shooting any nukes, but there's 7,000 of them flying in the air right now. And it's like, yeah. well, we're all dead anyways. Right? Like it's one of those things that we can only evolve it so much because if we evolve it faster than we evolve other technology, it's going to create chaos because you, you could end up typing yeah. in you're going to be like, hey, find the nuclear launch code. And they're like, well, you need a key for that. It's like, well, we can override the key. It's like, well, how'd you do that? It's like, well, it's hooked up to a power grid, which is hooked up to a network, and we're in the network. Mm-hmm. So all we have to do is send a false code and boom, it's gone. And it's like... Yeah,
0: I, I don't want to give away too much of the new Mission Impossible movie, but the new Mission Impossible movie deals a lot with these sorts of themes. And I think one of the terrifying thoughts is that... We live in such a globally interconnected world and everything is so dependent on technology and software now at this point for literally everything, all everything. industries, every parts of our life from entertainment to healthcare to news to financial systems. All of it is education. It's all globally connected on the Internet, all run by software, mm-hmm. all susceptible to cybersecurity attacks, all this kind of stuff.
1: Oh, speaking so I think, of that, we were part of, as we live in Colorado, the Colorado Department of Education had a cyber mm, attack. And yeah. because we went to a public high school, our information, we don't know what is out there or not, but our yeah. information was taken. A public high school.
0: Right, right. Crazy.
1: And that goes back to, I think they said like 2007.
0: So we're definitely included. In so
1: that, we're yeah. included in there for sure.
0: Um. So I think the scary thing is... If there ever is a point, and I, I, to go back to what we were just talking about, I believe that there is going to become a point where it becomes sentient. I think the the hard thing is to try and figure out how far away that is. Like, is that five years from now? Is that 15 years from now? Is that 100 years from now? Who knows? I have no idea. It's really hard to judge based on the, the advancements in technology. And maybe, maybe at some point it's a simple matter of like, you know, a lot of the comparisons are, we still don't, to this day, know really how the human brain works. Right. So if we can't really explain what makes us conscious and and sentient, how are we ever going to be able to make like a
1: technological sentience? Yeah.
0: How, how can you program consciousness? But, I think but, that's the – and that kind of gets all into the philosophy of it and all but, that kind well, of I stuff. I was going to say
1: that, to me, wouldn't make it sentient because you're programming it.
0: Right, so it's like it, then it becomes well, what do we even define as conscious and sentient? You know, it's I mean, kind of like what
1: you'd have to do, in my opinion, to kind of get this concept to kind of come together would be okay. We have a hundred AI bots or whatever you want to call them, and we're gonna put them all in like a, their own little society, and we're gonna see if all one hundred could formulate. You know, if you put a hundred people in a room, even if say like for politics, they all agree on the same shit there could be a lot of different things that everyone else is going to believe in. So one person might believe in one thing, all 99 other don't believe in that. So so different feelings and things like that make us sentient, right? Me and you are completely different people. That's how I kind of grasp the concept of being sentient is it's, we're not robots. We're not marching down the streets together, looking the exact same. You're free thinking, I'm free thinking. We can argue about things and still maintain like, a calm peace to our minds. So, if you put a hundred robots into a room together, and you just are like, "All right, we're gonna give them like a week," and they're like, you know, talking and everything, you'd have to study each and every one of them to see if they start thinking different than the other robots, or if this one, like, you know, they go to get food. I know that I I know they wouldn't need food, but they all line up in a fucking line and they do the same exact motions. I'm like, that's not sentient. That's just a programmed behavior. Mm -hmm. We're not, well, I guess you could say we're programmed if you want, but me and you aren't programmed to do the same shit then. So we'd have to, you'd have to move our consciousness into
0: a robot. That is actually a really good concept that I didn't, didn't really dawn on me until just now. But, and I think there's, there's probably been an AI movie, sci-fi movie that's played with this concept, but I'm trying hard to think of it off the top of my head. But, it seems to be always when there's AI in movies, they're always like a kind of a hive mind. You know what I mean? Like they always move as one. And no right. matter if it's all existing in the digital realm or if they have like physical robot bodies in the world, all of them seem to think the exact same and move as one hive mind. But I guess it would really make more sense. And I don't, again, I don't know. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, but I can't right now. I don't know if there's been a story that's kind of explored this concept of like, well, what if we do get to this point where AI becomes sentient but really it ends up being very similar to the human race where there are good people there are bad people there are really smart people there are really dumb people like there's nothing saying that all of the different versions of artificial intelligence would be different you know they right. could all be free thinking but very different in their desires their goals their actions all those sorts of things that's actually kind of a really interesting concept that it never really I mean because think It seems to always be like a hive mind. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Because if you think about it, a robot is something that, like, like, I don't know what the exact definition of a robot is, but to me, it's I program you to do one specific thing and that's it. Yeah. And if you go out and you do something else on your own that I didn't program and no one else programmed, then it's like, now you're, that one is free thinking. Mm -hmm. But the other, it's kind of like clone troopers. Mm -hmm. They're just told, hey, go do this. And then Finn's like, no, I'm going to run away. And you're like, wait a second. This doesn't make any sense. Out of all the movies I've seen, not a single clone trooper runs away or you hear about one defecting because it's cloned and it's bred and told to
0: do one thing. In all fairness, in that argument, he's not a clone trooper.
1: Well, he dresses like one.
0: Well, yeah, but they're just like – they're much like Kylo Ren is doing, like Vader cosplay. Those, oh, because they just remade the those first order stormtroopers, if you will, are just cosplaying stormtroopers. They're not actual clones, right? Because they're just remember they talk about the in the sequels, in the sequel trilogy, they talk about the first order clone trooper or the first order troopers are like kids that the first order went and stole from their families and just made. I almost them be- said something. Be like soldiers in an army. Yeah, almost whereas like, like in the prequels, all of those troopers are clones of Jango Fett, right? So, anyway, not to get too deep into the Star Wars shit, that's for a different episode.
1: But yeah, but, I get I
0: get kind of what you're saying. Yeah,
1: but that's where I don't think like AI is going to be sentient because going back to your point, we don't know how we are.
0: Yeah, we have no idea how to so explain why we're
1: conscious. how. Like I said, AI, we even are, depending AI on the and its limitations is. are going to be based on the human race. If we get dumber because of AI, that's not saying AI is smarter than us. It has the same resources that we still will have. We just have lazy fucking people that don't want to do their own research and, and make themselves smarter. Because, trust me, the... How do I say this? <laughs> I would say, our society as a whole—you could go global society—if we got rid of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, especially TikTok—you <laughs> would see a world that is functioning at probably the highest, one of the highest like rates of success. I don't know how you productivity. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, there would be. I think there would be a lot more peace. There would be a lot more happiness in the world, but. There's social media out there, which is divide. it divides people and it makes people dumber, especially TikTok. We have trends here in the, the U.S. where people are eating Tide Pods. How are we supposed to hand them the keys to potentially a global ending adversary in artificial intelligence? Because what happens if AI became sentient and there's a um, – the factory, they just start – popping out robots left and right to take like a terminator type thing to just take over the world Skynet, and they just literally can build an army to just fucking wipe us out and there is nothing that they're losing one that's where i'm always like well guys they got to be able to fucking mine and harvest all sorts of shit to be able to do this like we still hold the power there but AI is only going to evolve as far as the human race evolves. There are very smart young people who don't let social media ruin them. Yeah. And and they're actually doing research and shit, not cheating with chat GPT. And they're going to be the ones that further society, but it's not going to be hard for them to further society because of the people that they're, I don't want to say associated with because they're not associated, but around. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. If, if me and you got into a, yep, we agree, Luna. But if me and you got into a debate right now, just right now, this exact moment, and we were like, phones, you know, face down, talking, that's it, and we had a moderator asking us questions, we would have to go off of knowledge that we, mm-hmm. we know of specific topics. We can't sit here and be like, well, it's in like, 1864, on. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like... You don't know what happened in eighteen sixty. It's like, no, but I was just told what happened. And it's like, no, I had to learn what happened. Like, I have this knowledge of what happened back then, and you don't know it. And it's like, well, I don't need to know. It's like, well, you do if you want to be able to further yourself in history, I guess you could say. I mean, I don't know what happened in 1864 because fucking years, right? But it's one of those Civil things. Civil War, right? That's when the Civil no, War was 1865.
0: Going on. well, that's when it ended.
1: Right, so fucking. So the Civil War was useless. happening. No, I don't think it started until 1868. No, that's what ChatGPT like, just told me. <laughs> I think
0: that's incorrect. I'm pretty sure it was 60 to 65. I think we I don't we know. could Google it, but
1: I'm yeah. not on a Civil War kick right now. My yeah. brain's on how dumb our generations are becoming. Yeah. Well,
0: one thing I wanted to add to the social media topic that you brought up, I think a key differentiator is, and and this is what we've talked about before, social media. Is like many things, it's a tool, and it can be used for good or for ill, right? And that's what's being used for evil. With, or with most technology, that's this—that's the same sort of. You know, you can use a computer to write a brilliant screenplay that gets written into a, or produced into a movie that wins Oscars, or you can hack into the Pentagon and launch nukes and kill a bunch of people, right? You can use the computer for the same. Right. It's a tool. It's up to the person to choose how to use it. I think. The, the thing about AI is, like, what the concern is, is, like, it, well, if it ever does become sentient, it's no longer a tool that's being influenced or used by people. It's its own thing with its right. own motivations and goals and stuff. And now it's, like, but, well, is it on any particular side? Does it even think about things in that nature? Or is it, like, humans versus machines? Like, the sci-fi movies always want us to believe. Like, what is that going to look like? But you know?
1: that's, that's where I, I don't believe it'll ever become sentient because, like... You said, we don't know how we're sentient, right? People have been on this earth for thousands, tens of thousands of years. And we're like, yeah, we just came up with a flat screen TV (laughs) 14,000 years later. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, it's groundbreaking technology, but at the end of the day you sit there and you go, okay, it's something that shows another picture. I'm more interested on how the fuck we're sending faces through a phone (laughs) halfway across the world. I don't care about this. This is plugged into boxes, which is receiving signals from cables, which is hooked up to other cables, which is hooked up to a center, which is hooked up to more cables. Like, (laughs) I don't give a shit about that. Show me this stuff. And it's like, I just don't see us as a society ever becoming smart enough to create something that can be sentient. And I don't think you can... I don't think AI is going to inherit a that feeling of being like an actual being
0: yeah because here's here's a question for you so i know how you're like i I don't really think it's ever going to become sentient we talked about it's hard to decide and even have the conversation of like what even what does that even mean to be conscious to be sentient you know we don't even really understand how to explain it in ourselves what if we get to a point where there are artificial intelligence systems Maybe something like ChatGPT or a future version of that that starts operating outside of the programmed bounds that were programmed into it by human beings. And it starts doing things that the creators of the software or whatever it is did not previously think it was capable of doing and that no one's directing it to do. Would you consider that sentience? What is that? Because it's, it's clearly operating on its own, doing things that we didn't think it had the capability to do.
1: And no one's telling it to do it. I mean, so th- you got to think about this, right? If ChatGPT can go pull articles based off of me asking it to do things, eventually, yeah, there's going to be something where in the query it could just start auto-processing certain things. I have stuff like that happen in my queries. And I'm not querying, like, you know, I query specific data. But I have things that happen. I'm like, I don't know how the fuck I did that. I don't know how my query is pulling that. I'm literally looking at my specific query and it is giving me incorrect results based on the data that I need to pull and how I'm pulling it. And I'm like looking at both sides and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So the simple answer to what you're kind of saying is it's all a code base. Everything's code base. This isn't like, you know, a box fan right there is just all of a sudden going to flick on and start turning right it's yeah. it's not going to think for itself it is operating in the lines of query if you skip a line you might get a result that you have never seen before because you've bumped the line of the query out of the way so when i some of my queries fail i literally will it's called commenting out if if you don't know anything about sql coding i comment out which means i'm no longer using that query it, it will skip that and I'll comment out everything and I'll go line by line to figure out where this problem is or what table joins I have. And then I delete it and guess what? The problem goes away. So if you think in terms of coding and stuff like that, it could be as simple as a simple delete on a keyboard, you resave and repush, you know, your query up to the the cloud or wherever any of this is stored. And as long as there's no backups anywhere. ChatGPT will be like, I have no clue what the fuck just happened. Like, all right. It was a quick reset.
0: Let me ask you a different question. This is something I was just thinking of while you were talking. So with ChatGPT, we'll just keep using this example. It's essentially a large language learning model. It queries all of the stuff, all of the data and stuff that it has access to that's been programmed into it, which is apparently everything on the internet up to 2021. And so if you asked it to write a novel or write a screenplay or compose a song, song lyrics or something like that, it's basically going to be pulling from and sort of plagiarizing from maybe one person, maybe a concoction of a bunch of different people who wrote novels or screenplays or, you know, composed song lyrics, whatever. What if there was... Sometime where someone asked it to say, "Hey, compose me song lyrics of a rock song or something." I don't know if it can even do that. Or maybe, let's well, let's there's say certain a-
1: ones that can. You can go yeah, okay. write me a song using you know Drake and yeah, okay. so, Snoop Dogg's voices or whatever, yeah. and it'll like yeah. find go it'll mine through all of their songs and write yeah. a, a song that they didn't sing but using their voices right, to, right. Okay. to sing it.
0: So like, we'll take that example or like a write me an original. Stephen King novel that's 500 pages long or something and it spits out something that is completely like it's it's not anything that Stephen King has already written no pre-existing characters no pre-existing concepts or storylines and it's an entire novel written like Stephen King that's completely original is that you're saying the way you look at that is like oh it's just basically in the code it's taken all of the information that it has And it's just like rearranged a bunch of Stephen King words and sentences from across the however many novels that guy has published, and come up with a brand new storyline. Is that to you? You're like, oh, there's just an explanation in the code, or is it like, oh wow, this thing is like actually it just wrote a novel. Like that's it's a completely original idea. That's that's like what a person could do. That's sentient.
1: No, because. Going back to kind of how you're saying, there's no emotion in it, so you would be able to definitely tell this wasn't a Stephen King novel based off of... What if
0: there was, though, for the sake of but, this argument? Like, what if to you reading it, you're like, this sounds like a person wrote this. And let's say, take the, take the actual pre-existing author out of it. Let's just say it's like, just write me a novel. That's the only prompt. And it comes well, up with one, a completely, would it, so. completely original novel and you were somehow able to verify that it didn't come from any other novel that it had access to. Like, what is that? Is that, I mean, to me, that would be like just going to a person and saying, write me a story. That story that they come up with is likely going to be something that has never been written by any other person in the history of mankind.
1: So then here's what the best way to do it would be, okay, you have a hundred people and you're going to type in the exact same prompt. Into chat GPT, the exact, everything will be the exact same. You all hit enter and see what the results are. If you get a hundred different results back and like a hundred different distinct results where it's like, yeah, no, no, no. They, they changed the V's to ours or whatever. Right. Um, then you're kind of like, well, wait a second. Like if it's a hundred different it, novels. It, right. It would yeah. have to be a hundred completely different novels. Different characters, different Character, settings, different, settings, different settings, genres, right. all that stuff. Yeah. And then you're kind of like, well, how did that happen? And is it by chance or is it by, because you got to think too, if ChatGPT GPT has access to everything that's ever been uploaded online, right, that it can reach, we're talking about Trillions of records and words and and documents, like insane amounts. So they could literally just go, I'm going to take line 17 from page 412 of Harry Potter. And then the next one goes, Well, I'm going to go to page 312 and take a line. And like it just could pick and choose, right? Like, yeah, that's a supercomputer to me. That's not something that's like, Hey, I wrote this. This is
0: still. Well, I mean, I think in that scenario, and, and so that was part of my question: like, what if you were able to verify that it was not indexing this information from anywhere? It was just spitting out something that you asked it to do. and well, it was seemingly original.
1: Well, that's th- that's where I don't think anything could happen. From like a so chat you don't think GPT we're ever going to get to that point. I don't think we'll ever get to a point where I could walk up to because because what you would be saying then is on my phone in airplane mode, not connected to Wi-Fi, not connected to LTE factory reset nothing on my phone at all i type in the prompt write me a novel and it just spits and, out and it, a would, novel. it would it yeah. would spit out a novel that that is what you're you're saying right chat gpt i don't think will ever get to a point where it doesn't have to use pre-existing data
0: do you think we'll ever have some sort of future version of something like chat gpt that would be able to do that
1: no because it wouldn't it's not a sentient being i mean if i came up to you right now and go, Zach, I need you to write me the most in-depth essay on SQL querying. What are you going to do?
0: Google a bunch of shit.
1: <laughs> you know you don't have Google.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I don't I, I know nothing about it basically. Right. So I couldn't write you anything. But that but that's I what you SQL. So I guess I could write some stuff, but
1: Okay, then let's say um, about Nathan McKinnon. Do you know who Nathan McKinnon is? No. Okay, write <laughs> me an essay on Nathan McKinnon right now. You don't have any, no, no phone, no computer, hand to paper, no one's going to talk to you. It's going to be me and you in a fucking room, and that's it. No technology. I mean, I could write
0: a story about a fake person named Nathan McKinnon, but I don't know who the actual person is.
1: <laughs> but that but that's the thing, though, is it's like, you're, I'm giving you a prompt, and you're thinking, though, right. the way ChatGPT thinks is, I got to go search. Yeah. I'm processing through trillions of records. You're free-thinking. So you're going to be like, I don't know who the fuck Nathan McKinnon is, so I'm going to make him some badass superhero. Right, right. And it's like, well, no, he's just a hockey player. And yeah. You're like, oh, well, I didn't know that. And it's like, right. But if I ask ChatGPT to make me something about Nathan McKinnon, it's going to be a fucking hockey story. Yeah. But if I ask something with zero knowledge of anything to do anything, and it can't free-think for itself, it's it's going to be like, duh. And it's like, well, that's, that's where I think ChatGPT will always fail. If you get rid of... It's access to information. What's it, what's it good for?
0: So you don't think we're ever going to get to the point where something is going to be sort of like our understanding of the human brain where it can come up with things spontaneously, whether it's inventing something, coming up with a story, making music, making a painting, whatever. You don't think we're ever going to get to a point where artificial intelligence will be able to do something like that without pulling from previous information and data.
1: Well, think about how we live our lives, right? We're pulling in from experience we've gotten through well, our that's, lives. that's, that's the that's comparison I was data. going to make. And But if chat GPT isn't a being living through things, it's not going to have any experience to go off of. If, if chat GPT isn't out walking the streets or in school for fucking 19 years or working behind a desk or going to the lake or getting married... It's not going to have any experience to go off of to write you something that it's going to be able to be like, oh, wow, this is good. It's like, well, how do you know it's good? Who wrote it? And they're like, well, I don't fucking know. It's not like Chad GPT was at the lake with us yesterday.
0: Well, and I guess the argument for that point would be the interactions it's having with the human users right now during this testing phase are the equivalent of its experiences.
1: But it's still pulling everything from, like, the interaction between us and ChatGPT is a simple, let's say, just a 10-word prompt. So I'm just saying, hey, write me an essay on this. Okay, all it's doing is pulling a bunch of words. That's not necessarily getting an experience. Yeah, I guess that's That's, that's not getting that's a fair. free well, thinking Well, and there's experience. also
0: the difference, but it'd be the same thing of, like, if I heard someone relay the story of what it was like to climb Everest – that doesn't mean I have the experience of climbing Everest. Right. It's not the You same could thing.
1: go, well, I yeah. heard stories about doing this. And it's like, ChatGPT's would have to try and sit there and go, well, I need to figure out how I climbed Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going go, what's the view of Mount Everest look like? And you're like, well, I've seen pictures of it and I can yeah. describe it to you. And chat is going to be like, I don't even know what the fuck a mountain is. And you're like, well, that's where I'm kind of at that point where it's like, it, it'll only evolve as far as the human race evolves. I mean, think of language. It took us 14,000 years to get to where we are now, and now we're literally going backwards in time with, with language. In English, we have fucking 19 words that all mean the same thing, but now we're adding random fucking, like finna. When the fuck did finna become a word?
0: Oh, oh I had no idea what you're talking about for a second. But all because of... Like, I'm finna go I'm do this? I'm finna go oh, do okay, this because
1: okay. you're going to go do it. All because of autocorrect on a phone... Like one time, everyone's like, Yeah, I'm finna go do this now. Well, that's and actually now. Really that's a fucking new word in the English language that people use, and it's like that's people actually are a fascinating one because
0: that's really an abbreviation of I'm fixing to go do, which is already improper English in the first right. place. So it's because like because I'm gonna go do something, it's like slang of slang. That's really fascinating, right. actually,
1: for a word that is two letters different. Yeah, so it's like. We're, we're, we're devolving. I don't know. What's the regressing in, in society, in my opinion? Like, we're not advancing. Technology is advancing because we have smart people working on it, but it's also causing the rest of society who rely so much on it to regress and go back to pretty much like the fucking age of the, the caveman. I mean, that's how <laughs> dumb a lot of these people are. Um, one thing I was going to ask
0: you about that I wanted to talk about during our conversation was, and I wanted to pull up some of the names of these softwares. So let me pull this up real quick. Um, have you seen or used, I mean, I don't, maybe you haven't used it, but have you seen any of the AI art generated by a lot of these different softwares? Are so, you
1: talking to like an NFT type thing?
0: No. So not like that. So there's a few of them. The one that I've seen quite a bit and the one I've seen referenced a lot is Midjourney. But there's a, a Dolly Two, Crayon, Jasper Art, Night Cafe, Deep AI. These are all the names of basically the art equivalent of what Chat GPT does for word processing.
1: Just paints you a picture.
0: Yeah, and it basically generates art. So where I first started seeing it was on Reddit. Actually, I'm on Reddit and I'm on, and all these subreddits on you know cool book series that I've read or like you know movies and TV shows stuff like that and. Some people, especially for, perfect example, um, especially for things that haven't been adapted into a TV or movie medium yet, like a visual medium, they're just books. So all we can do is kind of imagine what some of the characters and settings look like and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. A perfect example is a book series called Red Rising that I'm obsessed with. It's like one of my favorite book series of all time. Um, In the Red Rising subreddit, a lot of users will use things like MidJourney, which is an AI art processing software, to... I haven't ever used it, and I've never seen anyone use it. But as far as I understand, it works similar to Chat GPT, where you prompt in, it You input all these prompts. So you say, like, let's say you have a character, for instance, who is old. Like, you go. It goes based off of like descriptions from the text, right? So it's like they're older. Uh, maybe they have a long, grizzled white beard, long white hair. They're an incredibly gifted, like, swordsman whatever, they have gold eyes, you know, like, you input all these descriptors, and the AI will essentially spit out an artistic representation of what it thinks this character looks like based on your prompts. It's really fascinating stuff. I've
1: seen some AI portraits, actually, that they're like, this is an AI-generated version of, like, I I saw one that they did Legolas of, or yes. something like that, and they're like, the movies weren't that far off.
0: It's really, really cool, and... You know, I'm obviously not an artist who makes digital art or even, like, physical art. But they they feel – that whole community feels a certain type of way about this. Very similar to, like, the WGA, the writers with ChatGPT and all this kind of stuff. They're kind of terrified that, like, it's going to overtake human-created art. Um, but what is – I kind of wanted to bring it up just as a discussion topic because it's super fascinating, the images that it will split at, spit out. Because another perfect comparison. So the, f- the the first examples that I was seeing is what I was just describing of like books that have not yet been adapted. So we don't really know what these characters look like. All we have to go on is the, Your imagination. is the author's descriptors of what this person looks like. So you and I read the same book series. We might be imagining these places and these characters looking way vastly different, right? Right. Well, another interesting thing is to look at like pre-existing stuff that has already been adapted like Harry Potter. I've seen Harry Potter artwork of like people inputting the descriptors into these AI art softwares of like the descriptions of what Harry looks like descriptions of what Hermione, you know, Hagrid, all of these different characters. And it will spit out based on the inputs from the text, what it thinks these characters look like. And it's very fascinating to see like, did they, you know, get close to that in the movies with who they cast it and stuff or like, are, are there big variations? You know, is it like, Oh yeah, like that, Kind of looks like Alan Rickman playing Snape. Like, I get that. That was really good casting. Or, like, no, actually, I could see someone else playing that character or whatever. It's really interesting to see what it spits out. And then there's also like these really crazy. So, those are like obviously very specific prompts of like, especially the stuff that's already been made into a movie. Like, everyone knows, has a pretty good idea of what Harry Potter, the character looks like, right? So you can compare it to what it spits out. But there are these other ones where people will just be, it's not, Based on any sort of pre-existing stuff, they'll give it some prompts and just kind of see what it comes up with. So it would almost be like polling a bunch of artists and saying, like, um, "Make me a painting of X, Y, and Z." You, you feeling like the White House on the top of a mountain, surrounded by fairy tale plants or something? I don't know, like something random, a fairy tale plants. So you like you get a hundred different artists to do that. You're gonna get one hundred very different pictures of what right. that might look like, right? Especially
1: when you put the five on acid. Yeah, and exactly. And so all I'm glad
0: you shit. brought that up because a lot of these things, like these people were given these prompts, this AI software spits out some sort of image. And a lot of them are incredibly beautiful and really cool to look at, but it looks, at, it looks like almost like a really talented human artist would do something like on LSD or something. It looks really fucking crazy. So it's like you're seeing this kind of like it's not a human it's obviously clearly not human, but like you look at it and you can go, that was definitely not made by a person. Like right. I can't see a person
1: Whatever putting, putting on. those
0: <laughs> images look. onto paper, right? right? Like it just it looks like something that you see out of some sort of acid dream or something like that, or something out of a weird sci fi movie where someone got pulled through some sort of alien wormhole and they're seeing all these like crazy images that they can't process. Like they look fucking bizarre. So have you have you seen any of those? No, I'll have, have looked to look any? them up. They're really, really interesting. I see I see them most on Reddit, um, but you can just Google like AI artwork, and there's there's places right. all over the internet where
1: people but, will post this kind me, of stuff. But to me, that's the same shit as like ChatGPT. It just hasn't – I mean, it's probably going to Google Images and just indexing. Red, I really don't know how red, it works. I mean, but you got to think, okay, if you put red, moon, mushroom, cloud, Fairy tale, it's going to go on and be like, okay, I need to look for a red moon, a mushroom, a cloud, and a fairy tale. And then it's just going to be like, well, let's just kind of jumble. I don't know how the back end of like how it creates it. I don't know how it works. But you got to think it's using, it's it's referencing like Google Images. Like that's that's the only way because otherwise that would be a sentient thing making pictures. Right. Because you're like, I'm giving, like, you know, like a tattoo artist, right? You're like, well, I'm going to give you the freedom to draw this, but I'm going to tell you what I want. Yeah. And then you give them what they want and they draw it out. And you're like, oh yeah, that's good. Permanently yeah. mark my body. <laughs> and you're like, wow, that's fucking dope. Like, I'm glad you're an artist and you did that. So it'd be like, okay, I'm going to give this chat AI to create me this piece, but it has to use references. I mean, there's certain artists that aren't using references, but at the same time, Again, like they have experiences, mm-hmm. they know what a fucking mushroom looks like. They know what yeah. a cloud looks like. They know what a fucking, or they can imagine the fairy, but they have things that they've seen stuff, stuff in life, on. Yeah. right?
0: TV shows, movies, whatever. Um,
1: but yeah, I'll have to look that up because that would that to me would be a lot closer to a quote unquote sentient being with the pictures than writing an essay.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess I words to, are easier I, to
1: pull than pictures. Yeah, I need to look
0: into more of how it works on the back end as compared to something like ChatGPT because I can follow the logic of like, okay, it's essentially a word processor. You're app you're asking it to spit out an essay which is just basically a collection of words all together it's indexing the internet and and basing all of what it's spitting out on everything every other essay that's ever been uploaded that was written by a human and it's right. making an approximation of that i get that i can follow that logic the art thing i don't know how that works exactly like i don't know what it's indexing to spit out the results that it's spitting out cuz like you said if you input um Old old man with long white beard. It has to use something for reference, gonna, it, right. otherwise, like, it doesn't know what that Ooh, means without like saying something again. It doesn't know what that means unless it, there's a database it can go index where there's a picture of an old man with a long white beard right. that it can go. Oh, okay, this is what that looks like. Let Gandalf, me spit something Sauron, out. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, Dumbledore. Yeah. Like it's going to use those. It's like, as, Okay,
0: now I know what this means for context. I'm going right. to spit something out that's a little bit different. Whatever. So I'm assuming it's doing something like that. It I guess I, guess I just don't really know how it works.
1: Or there's just a really talented group of artists that are sitting behind the screen like, fuck, man, <laughs> this is a really hard one to do.
0: <laughs> and doing it instantaneously, basically. <laughs> one thing that's interesting is ChatGPT, which is made by the company OpenAI, there's a free version you can use, and they also right. have a paid subscription version, which I guess gives you some sort of improvements to the free version, obviously. Um, as far as I understand and all the stuff I was looking up, the AI art software, I don't think there's a free one you can use. You have to pay some sort of monthly subscription right. or whatever to use it. But it's really cool looking at the results that people will, you know, a bunch of Redditors clearly use that stuff and will put images up on subreddits and be like, hey, look at this cool, like, right. you know. The really fun stuff, I think you would find this really fascinating, is to look at the AI interpretations of what Hogwarts looks like. Those are really cool because there's like they're vastly
1: different interpretations of, like, right. what, Based yeah, yeah. on the descriptions, like, what Hogwarts looks like. Well, you got to think, too, because people are like, well, why didn't they get this right? And I'm like, well, you have limitations in real life. Like, right. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously. If they wanted yeah. to make a CGI version of Harry Potter, like, just fully CGI like Star Wars did. Or fully animated. Or fully yeah. animated. You can you do a lot do more with animation. You everything yeah. you wanted. Yeah. But in real life, and you want you real have, life you have, shots. Like, you, you, you need fucking, actual buildings and shit You're like limited that. Yeah. To, to the views and, and things mm-hmm. you're going to get.
0: Right, right. But So... Um, I do have to pee. I don't know if you want to no. keep going on this. No, or uh... we,
1: can, we can save it for the creator okay. episode.
0: I was going to say, I think I covered a lot of the stuff that I wanted to talk about today. I didn't know how in-depth we wanted to get. I think but... it's kind
1: of a good setup because I, you say that AI will become sentient at some point, and I disagree. Yeah. So I think we can table the rest until we watch the creator, and then we can have a long, yeah. in-depth comparison of... Because I think that movie is going to be a movie that shows us what a sentient ai will look like mm-hmm. compared to you know our reality right now so yeah. i think that'll be like a perfect capstone to the ai discussion mm-hmm. um you're a believer i'm a non-believer and i mean it works but yeah. uh, it, as far as the sentient going you believe it will and i don't so i think the, that'll the, be uh, good.
0: The creator also the reason one of the reasons why I'm so interested in it is it it's it looks like it takes takes place in a genre which is referred to as like near future. It's kind of like Dune, which I really like because there are certain sci-fi movies that you know, even in if the they year don't
1: 3984 yeah, right. or
0: or even if they don't reference a date, you can assume like okay, this is probably like thousands of years in the future from where we're at right now or in a society or a world somewhere where that would be that equivalent. Right. Um, but so those are, those are cool where you have like, you can go really far with the, like invented technologies and stuff. Cause if you're t- dealing with like thousands of years of improvement, but I, so I like those, but one of the really fun genres is like books or movies that deal with near future. So it's like maybe something 50 years from now, right? Like, so clearly the world will look a lot different, you know, it obviously looks a lot different than it did 50 years in the past, but it's not going to look like star Wars right Right. but there will be some really cool technology kind of like 2000 space odyssey
1: yeah people were like oh this is and people thought we'd have flying cars right now i'm like we have people eating tide pods so (laughs) there you go there's your flying um
0: so i like that sort of stuff and i think um i agree i'm very excited for the creator and i think another thing we could do too is maybe talk about that movie in context with AI and then talk about some of our other favorite AI movies too. Cause there's yep. a lot of really good ones. Out I think
1: there. that'll be a good like capstone. I think we're at a good yeah. spot to, to wait till that comes out.
0: Okay. Um, well thanks everybody for tuning in yep. to this episode and, 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 uh, listening. give us your thoughts on AI yeah. or if you've
1: used any of the chat GPT. Or yes, the, actually the that's one. a, that's a All very
0: good point to bring up. So if you've used chat GPT, write in send us an email or comment on one comment of the social on the medias let us know what that was like you know tell us your experiences same thing for any of the like mid journey or the dolly two or whatever it's called any of those ai art softwares if you've used those let us know how that is because we've actually never used those again i'm we're just kind of looking at the results of people who have played around with them a little bit i'm very fascinated by that stuff so i'd love to hear firsthand accounts of what yep. that stuff's like um so, yeah, thanks for listening to us rant about another fun subject. We did aliens last time. We're doing AI now. I think we're really trying to do, I don't know if this will be the very next episode or one of the next I couple, would, but I would we're going to do an Oppenheimer podcast. I would
1: say we're going to probably get a college football episode in with all of the crazy stuff going on in the college yeah, football there's world. There's a lot going on with that. Um, we'll probably do that. I would probably say that's one would probably be an easier bet to say we're going to do next. Just because Oppenheimer, we want to have a few guests on, and and you know other people just don't like us, so we gotta try and get on their schedule. <laughs> it's a, it's like a scheduling, years in scheduling conflict.
0: Yeah, but um, um, but we've 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 recently seen Oppenheimer with several of our friends. If you haven't
1: seen it, please go see it. And yeah, make sure you watch it in IMAX.
0: I was gonna say, so this is the little teaser. If you want to tune into the Oppenheimer episode we're gonna do coming out soon, please go check out the movie. It's in theaters right now. Go see it in IMAX and then tune in for our episode. We'll, we'll do an in-depth discussion on that. Uh, spoiler
1: alert. It's fucking good. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. good.
0: So little teaser of what's to come on the just browsing podcast, but, uh, it's nice to be back, man. We took a couple weeks off. I was in you vacation. You took a couple weeks off. I was on vacation in Florida. So we were, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take a vacation. There's
1: whatever. no we in that vacation. <laughs> there was a you and I was sitting yeah, here. Yeah. So anyway,
0: um, but, it's good uh, to be back, but yep. yeah, a little, little teaser of what's to come. So thanks for tuning in. And, uh We'll, we'll talk to you guys soon. Yep. Have a good time. Thanks, everybody.
1: Bye.